What's up, guys? This is Kevin the Kevin, and this is the very first episode of Pro Wrestling Rules My Life. So, uh, how's everybody doing out there? So, it's pretty, uh, this podcast is going to be pretty self-explanatory. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about wrestling. Why? Because it rules my life. <laughs> and uh, first off, this is the first episode, so I'm going to get into the, the oranges. You know, you want to look into the oranges. You know, the beginning of uh, how pro wrestling rules my life started. So, this is actually how I came up with the name. This is going to be kind of the genesis of this uh, podcast. So I'm going to tell you uh, how I came up with the name. While I thought to go with uh, a pro wrestling podcast, and uh, you know, explaining what this podcast is going to, you know, mainly be about. All right. So, anyways. Number one, the name. The name Pro Wrestling Rules My Life. I'm going to tell you how I came up with that name. Well, basically, my wife thinks Pro Wrestling Rules My Life. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I wasn't bothered by it. You know, uh, I was a little bit because I I have a lot of hobbies. You know, I have a lot of hobbies, a lot of interests, uh, things I like to do. You know, and to think that pro wrestling is just all I'm about, you know, like, you know, I like writing, I like drawing, I love dancing, I love, I just have a ton of interests, like, I, look, if wrestling went off the air today, I can live without it, you know, but I don't want to, because I love it, (laughs) so, you know, after being offended for about a couple of days, you know, I just, I just figured I would run with it, right? Because I was on the verge of coming up with a, uh, of restarting the podcast. I say restarting because I had one before. But I was on the verge of restarting the podcast and I couldn't figure out a name. And, uh, you know, so I kind of put two and two together. The fact that I was uh, going to start a podcast, I couldn't think of a name. And I was offended and angry, you know, at the fact that, the, that she thinks that pro wrestling rules my life. So I figured I would use it. And uh, here we go. That's the name of the podcast. Pro wrestling rules my life. So that's how I came up with the name. Anyway, so, uh, you know, this is this this podcast is going to be, you know, I hear a lot of other podcasts and pretty much they're just, uh, you know, reviewing the current product that's out now. And I got to tell you, it's not good. It's not good. You know, WWE isn't, you know, isn't as good as it used to be. It's getting better. I got to tell you. I'm starting to get back into SmackDown, and anybody could tell you that I went, I don't know, maybe a good three or four years without watching any WWE, because I just thought it was completely lame, you know? So, but I've been watching SmackDown as of late, and I've been getting into it, and I can only think of what the common denominator is, is that they don't have the part-timers. This past year was the first WrestleMania that I've looked forward to in a long time, you know? Because, you know, without The Undertaker, uh, without Triple H, without The Rock, without Steve Austin, you know, when you have to rely on the current talent that you have now, the only thing that they have to to showcase is their wrestling. You know, there is no uh, character development. You're not, you're not going to see a Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're not going to see anybody as charismatic as The Rock. You're not going to see anybody as uh, cerebral as Triple H. Those were all good characters during the Attitude Era. But now, you know, whether Vince McMahon likes it or not, he has a roster full of wrestlers. And the reason why the product has been so bad as of late, because he's trying to turn them 
into characters, which they're not. They're not characters. You know, they're not gimmicks. Their gimmicks is their pro wrestling. Cesaro, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. These are all wrestlers. At their core, they're pro wrestlers. They're not characters. You know, and where Vince McMahon was failing at, where he was trying to turn these wrestlers into entertainers, not realizing that their entertainment was their pro wrestling. You know, so I enjoyed this past year's WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, WWE is getting better, more so SmackDown. And uh, and I understand that people don't want to watch WWE. They think it's lame. You know, uh, people are stuck into the, you know, they're stuck into the Attitude Era. Uh, they're stuck on CM Punk. Uh, they, they do some ridiculous things as far as storyline is concerned, you know. So, I get it, and I know a lot of fans are looking for an alternative. But I gotta tell you, AEW ain't it. (laughs) That is not the alternative to WWE. Because I haven't been excited for AEW since, you know, what was that, that New Year's where it was like, what, Kenny Omega, uh, the Young Bucks, Adam Page, and Cody Rhodes all had their cell phones out. You know, to uh, to debut all elite wrestling, that was the most excited I have ever been. Ever since then, it's just it has been terrible, terrible booking. Storylines are all over the place, you know. And uh, what I thought I was going to like about AEW, I wound up hating. You know, like I don't know, like I, I like I'm not going to lie to you. I was a fan of the Young Bucks. I was, but. Uh, as Barry White like to say, too much of anything isn't good for you. And I think I've had my fix of the Young Bucks, and I don't want any more. <laughs> you know? And uh, I thought I, will, I was going to like Cody Rhodes. But Cody is kind of kind of has his own head. He has, like, his own head up his ass. You know? And I know I'm not the only person who noticed it, but he gets the best storyline. Any major star that debuts in AEW, they have to go to Cody first. You know? Uh, uh, like, like who'd you have? You had um, uh, Sean Spears. You had uh, um, oh my god, I'm getting like a brain fart right now. Uh, what, what, what was that guy from the? Uh, he died. I forgot his name. Like, I like I don't watch AEW. So <laughs> I think it's uh, you know, the guy from the Wyatt family. Ah. He was like the leader of the Dark Order. I don't know who I'm talking to. Who's going to answer me? But you, you know who I'm talking about, right? You know? It's Eric Rowan. And... Luke Harper. That was his name in the WWE. You know? He has to go through Cody first. Uh, the debut in uh, Brian Cage. He has to go through Cody first. You know, and so on and so on. Who does Stay make a debut against? Cody Rhodes. You know, um, the guy that was that's managed by Jake the Snake Roberts. Everybody has to go through Cody first because he, you know, in quotes, makes them a star, which he really doesn't. You know, uh, one could argue that he's buried everybody that he's worked with. I mean, you don't really see much of Sean Spears. Uh, uh, you don't see much of uh, of um, 
Lance Archer. You don't see much of, uh, um, what did he bury? <laughs> but that's another guy who has his own head up his ass. So it's like, you know, too much of Cody. I've had my fix and now like, I'm, I'm over Cody Rhodes. He's not the same guy that he was in New Japan. He's not the same guy that he was in Ring of Honor or WWE. I think now, more so because he has power, and it just seems like he's abusing it, right? And, you know, I never really liked Kenny Omega. I always thought he was, like, a little sloppy in the ring. I'm not saying he's a bad rap rapper. I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler, but um, I always thought he was a little bit sloppy, a little bit careless. You know, he hurt a lot of people. He, uh, you know, as I was saying that, I remember him uh, knocking out evil with a uh, V-trigger, you know, and uh, he did, he did some move to some wrestler where he, where he hops, he leapfrogs over the wrestler and does like a face buster. It looked extremely sloppy. It looks extremely careless, you know, so I wasn't really a fan of Kenny Omega's work. So, you know, and it just seemed to me that AEW was just pushing the wrong wrestlers. Like, we're, we're not going to talk about the obvious problems with AEW. You know, with uh, too many dives, leg slaps, factions, you know, the Young Bucks. <laughs> we're not going to talk about the obvious problems. But it just seems like, you know, my biggest gripe with AEW is that they have a ton of talent and they're not pushing them. You know, they have a lot of legit wrestlers, legit heavyweights, you know, but they insist on pushing guys like Orange Cassidy. Uh, what is that goofy ass goth dude? What's his name? I really wish I watched AEW, but I don't really watch it. Uh, what was that guy? Darby Allin. These guys weigh like 110 pounds, but on the same roster, you have Brian Cage, John Moxley, you have uh, uh, Lance Archer. You got uh, who's, uh, uh, Adam Page. What the hell is he doing? What is Adam Page doing? He should be a star, right? You got Jake Hagar. Uh, you have legit. You got a Scorpio Sky, uh, Ethan Page. Now they have a ton of talent, but they're just they're not doing anything with them. Instead, you get Darby Allen who was the former uh, TNT champion. You got Orange Cassidy, who's challenged for the AEW World Championship. You keep seeing Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And then you keep seeing the uh, the, the unorthodox... Uh, what, what, is, what is the dude? Uh, Pentagon, Ekliquan, blah, 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 right? And Ray Phoenix. They don't listen. <laughs> you know? They have, they have a ton of talent. They're just not pushing them. They're just not doing anything with them. And... That's my biggest issue. I've been saying that Sean Spears has been a star in the making forever. Forever. But, you know, they're not utilizing him correctly. You know, I thought when he aligned himself with Tully Blanchard and called himself the chairman, you had something there. But they buried him. So, you know, what is he? What is he? A part of the pinnacle? That corny ass four horseman ripoff. <laughs> if, it, if there's anything they can tell you that the, that the pinnacle is a ripoff of the four horsemen, just listen to their theme. Right? That's the full horseman theme with a little twist to it. So yeah, it's a it's it's a blatant copy of the full horseman. You know, I don't, I'm not really a fan of MJF. I think he's obnoxious. I think he doesn't he's he overdoes his character to the point where though he's not likable. You know, sometimes 
Ric Flair was a likable bad guy, you know? Uh, Tully Blanchard was a likable bad guy. Like, to the Triple H, you know? These guys were so good that you want to watch them get their ass whipped. But MJF, yeah, just, you know, I don't really, really want to see him. I think he overdoes it. It's a little bit too much. You know, I don't, I don't really want to see it. You know, so it's like, um, I, that's my biggest issue with AEW is the fact that they're just not utilizing their talent correctly, you know? So, uh, lately I've been watching a lot of, uh, I've been getting back into, uh, Ring of Honor and, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling because, like, it seemed like when I was watching Ring of Honor and New Japan, they both got taken off TV kind of like in an, in a two-week span, you know? Like, one week they got rid of Ring of Honor and the next week they got rid of New Japan. Like, Ring of Honor stopped coming on my, uh, local TV and uh, New Japan stopped coming on AXS TV, kind of like in the same month, right? So I was like, I was like at a loss for a while. I didn't, I didn't know what wrestling to watch, <laughs> you know. So I started watching WWE. I couldn't get into it, you know. And uh, I figured AEW. I really was at the beginning excited for AEW. You know, they promised us a sports-based product. We're we are definitely not getting that. I don't, I don't know what AEW is, to be quite honest with you. And it ain't because I'm not watching. Because I, I try, I'm such a fan, that I'm trying every week to watch AEW, and I just, I can't do it. You know, it just, it's it's so bad. It is so bad. You know, but it, it's just my opinion, you know? So, you know, I don't watch AEW, but like I've been saying, I've been getting back into New Japan since now. That's on Roku TV. And Ring of Honor, I'm able to watch it on my TV. I had no idea I can do that. I, I, I would have been doing it for a while now if I could. But I've been watching Ring of Honor now. And you know what? Dan Housing is kind of turning me off of Ring of Honor. <laughs> He's like the most popular guy in Ring of Honor right now. And I don't like him. You know? Maybe I'm old-fashioned. You know? And I've been watching New Japan on Roku. And, you know, I, I know it's reruns. But it's not like, you know, you don't see good matches. I just watched uh, Evil win the uh, the New Japan Cup uh, last year, and uh, I think uh, on this week's edition of uh, New Japan, uh, he challenges Naito for both the IWGP and the Intercontinental Championship, and uh, so I'm going to watch that, and uh, you know, New Japan was doing pretty damn good up until the, uh, up until the, you know, the uh, coronavirus outbreak. You know, they got uh, Will Ospreay. I don't care what anybody says, okay? I don't care what anybody says. Will Ospreay is the man, all right? Anybody, I don't, I don't know what it is. People have been hating on Will Ospreay ever since he had that uh, social media uh, uh, feud with uh, with uh, Seth Rollins. And Will, what don't Will Ospreay have, right? He can fly through the air with the best of them, Right? But he, here's the thing, is that he doesn't. He doesn't. You know, and people keep calling him a vanilla, a vanilla midget. He's not. He's like 235. He was. He used to be like 205 pounds. You know, maybe he was less than 200 pounds, but now he's a, he, he bulked up to, to 230, and now he's like a legit heavyweight. You know, he has this group, the, uh, the United Empire, which is a good group, and he's, he's a pretty damn good heel who can wrestle. And, uh, you know, up until the outbreak, I was looking forward to him and Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, as he liked to say, the world, the world heavyweight champion. 
the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> so I think Will Ospreay's the man. I think he's the best wrestler in the world. You know, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to when New Japan opens back up, you know, the, the match between him and Os- uh, Osprey and Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So that's that's kind of what I've been watching to get my wrestling fix. And I've been watching some um, some uh, old WCW. Man, I, I love early, like late 80s, early 90s WCW. You know, uh, basically... WCW without Hulk Hogan. And you, you you guys don't realize just the change in the product when Hogan showed up. And you can say the same thing about Ric Flair. When he showed up, before, when Ric Flair was in WWE and Hogan was trying to be a, uh, was trying to be a celebrity, you know, being in movies like Mr. Nanny and all that goofy-ass Thunder in Paradise stuff, WCW was awesome. <laughs> it really was. It was, it was, uh, yeah, you had Rick Rude. He, these are the top stars. You had Rick Rude, Steve Austin. I'm going to say the whole Dangerous Alliance. You know who they are. Rude, Sabisco, Austin, Eaton, Anderson, right? You had those five. You had Ron Simmons, Lex Luger, Sting, Vader. You had, uh, uh, Flying Brian, Dustin Rhodes, the Z-Man, PN News. <laughs> hey, say what you want, okay? Let me tell you something. I've been watching, I've been recently watching, you know, early 90s WCW. Let me tell you something. PN News was over. I cannot believe how over he was. You know, and he was, he was a terrible freestyle rapper. He was out of shape. He had an awful looking attire, but the fans loved that guy. That's the one thing I noticed about watching you know, WCW around that time, it's just how over PN News was. You know, you had, uh, you had Marcus Alexander Bagwell, uh, Tuco Scorpio. Uh, it, it, it was just a, a talent pool before before uh, Hogan showed up, or even before Flair. Because when Flair showed up, you had Barry Windham, you know, and even, um, who, 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 were the, who were the tag team champions at the time? Uh, you had uh, Terry Gordy, and, and Dr. Def Steve Williams, you had the Steiners, you know, WCW, before Hogan showed up in Flair, it was awesome, you had Ricky Steamboat, you know, and it just seems like when Flair showed up, they went right back on the, the Full Horseman bandwagon, and everybody got buried, you know, you didn't really see Rick Rude anymore, you didn't really see Barry Windham anymore, you didn't see, um, um, um who else got buried? You know, uh, Scotty Flamingo. Uh, there, there, there were just a lot of guys who, who, who took a back seat when Ric Flair showed back up. You know? And the same thing goes for uh, Hogan. Let me, t- let me tell you how different. Because I was just watching Slamboree. 93 and 94. Right? And uh, what, was the, what, was the, what was the match? Or should I go, should I go Starcade? No, no, no. I'm going to go Slamboree, right? 93 and uh, 94 Slamboree. The main events for uh, 1993 Slamboree was, um, oh, who was that? Ah, what was the main event? I think it was Vader. I think it was Vader and Sting for the WCW World Championship. Right? 
And I think the year after that, in 94, it was Vader against Davey Boy Smith. But on that same card, you had Arn Anderson against Barry Windham for the NWA World Championship. And then a year the year after, you had Hogan showed up. You had like Hogan against Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> you know, just just a just a big dude that he could bury. You know, like the difference in uh, in match quality was 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 un, it was unbelievably huge. You know, so. I kind of, I'm kind of starting to wean off of early 90s WCW because I'm, I'm getting to the point now that Hogan's there, and Hogan ain't really entertaining. He doesn't put on quality matches. He's boring. He got the goofy red and yellow. Like, everything, I was talking to somebody recently, and I realized that I like, you know, um, all the wrestling where Hulk Hogan isn't, you know? Like, I was watching the NWA while Hogan was in the WWF, right? And then when he left, they go, you know, do whatever the hell he was doing in his movie career. I was getting back into WWF with uh, with Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Ray's Ramon, Diesel, Bulldog, Owen, you know, really good matches. And I was watching WCW. But then when Hogan showed up to WCW, you know, that's when I started watching WWF, which is like the Attitude Era. You know, and um, I just I, I, I anywhere where Hogan was, I, I like I didn't care much for WCW around that time. I didn't care much for the NWO. You know, and I was and I was a WCW uh, fanatic, man. Still am. You know, so to see what he and Eric Bischoff did to WCW, man, and and. And I'm not going to blame Vince Russo, okay? WCW was dead before he got there. He just made it worse. <laughs> you know? Uh, Hogan and Bischoff, right? They killed WCW. Vince Russo just buried it. You know? Never seen it again. But if you're going to blame anybody for the burial of WCW, you blame Bischoff and Hogan. You know? Uh, if you're going to blame anybody for the burial of TNA, for TNA's death, you blame Bischoff and Hogan because they made that worse. You know, and uh, one of my topics, because I'm about to wrap it up, but one of my topics on this podcast is going to be uh, recently Eric Bischoff went into the Hall of Fame, and I, I just don't see why. You know, I don't see why. What is he? What has he done? You know, has he pushed any unknown talent? Has he made any stars? Did he? Uh, 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 I know he killed. An organization, you know, I know he almost killed another one, you know, in the early 2000s, you know, using the same storyline and the same gimmick that he used to kill WCW previously. He did the same thing in TNA. So I, I don't know what Eric Bischoff has done to earn his spot in the Hall of Fame. I don't see where he's a genius, you know, but uh, I'm not going to get too much into that because I want to save that for a future episode. So, I might even do it next week. But, uh, you know, this is the first episode of uh, Pro Wrestling Rules My Life. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, I'm Kevin the Kevin. And I'll talk to you next week. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Hang on. (laughs) I'm sorry. I made a mistake.
Okay, listen. After uh, recording the actual podcast, I uh, I find out, like, kind of instantaneously that uh, Will Ospreay is, uh, has a neck injury. And he's going to have to give up the IWGP Wild Heavyweight Championship. It's the only way to say it. So, that sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so much for looking forward to that Okada match. Jeez. This is this is terrible. Like, this is like an injury to, in my opinion, the best wrestler in the world. Damn it. Well... All right, well, that's uh, that that's about it. So uh, I don't know. I mean, who do you think is gonna be the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? I don't think it's gonna be Okada again. I mean, why not? I mean, he, I mean, he's like the number one contender. You know, uh, would they put the belt on Shingo Takagi? He'll be a great champion. Uh, would they put the belt on Jay White? Highly unlikely because he's the never open weight champion. Uh, I think Tanahashi's time is 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 done. I mean, he he's he's still the ace, but he's not really the ace, right? So I don't know. Maybe we'll discuss it next week. You know, uh, son of a. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>